0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, June 25th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. Ashley took my advice and bought the ticket to see Jason Robert Brown and Stephen Joshua Sondheim in concert at the town hall last night. So she's not here. Uh, James was going to come with me, but he ended up having to work late. So he's not here either. So I'm here flying solo for the second day in a row. I know. I'm sorry. Um, But I will do my best to make it worth your while. Um, And before we get to the news, there were two events in New York City last night that I wanted to mention. First is one that I know we will be talking about tomorrow after we know how it finally ends up. Uh, But that is the 11th Annual National High School Musical Theater Awards, a.k.a. The Jimmies. They took place at the Minskoff Theater last night, the regular home of The Lion King. 21er Ben Platt hosted the event, and a bunch of Broadway stars were on hand, including some Jimmy Awards alums, including Andrew Barth Feldman and Renee Rapp. Those two won last year and are now the stars of Broadway musicals. Also on hand were Stephanie Styles and Kyle Salig; Those two competed in the second annual Jimmy Awards all the way back in 2010, with Stephanie taking third for the girls and Kyle winning the boys. We will let you know who won tomorrow, and we will likely have highlights as well, either on Tuesday and or throughout the week. Also occurring last night in the NYC was an all-star live reading of Pulitzer Prize winner Robert Shankin's play The Investigation, colon, A Search for the Truth in 10X, which is about the Mueller report. The one-night-only event is being live-streamed coming up in about 27 minutes from when I'm recording right now, so I will have a link in the show notes and hopefully it will be archived because it is a who's who of stars participating, including... <gasps> Annette Benning, Kevin Klein, John Lithgow, Ben McKenzie, who is Shankin's nephew and the star of the OC in Gotham, Michael Shannon, Noah Emmerich, Justin Long, Jason Alexander, Gina Gershon, Wilson Cruz, Joel Gray, Alyssa Milano, Kira Sedgwick, Alfrey Woodard, Piper Perabo, Zachary Quinto, and Aidan Quinn, with additional participation from Sigourney Weaver, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Mark Hamill, and more, which I assume means that they will be filmed or live-streamed from the West Coast? I'm not sure. But anyway, if it's anything exciting, we will definitely let you know tomorrow. Anyway, on to the news. You heard me tell Ashley last week that I think that we could have up to four, count them, four, Stephen Sondheim revivals on Broadway during the 2019-2020 season. A season, as you probably know, which will include the Maestro's 90th birthday BT dubs, but that doesn't include some non-Broadway productions of his shows, including Classic Stage Company's revival of Assassins Next Spring And Encore's Off Center's production of Roadshow coming up next month. While we are still waiting to hear word about John Doyle's production of the former, Yesterday, we got a casting announcement for the latter, as Encores announced that starring as the Meisner brothers in the show will be Raul Esparza as Wilson and Brandon Uranowitz as Addison. Joining them in the company will be Chuck Cooper as Papa Meisner, Mary Beth Peel as Mama Meisner, and Jen Ha as Hollis. The show will run at New York City Center from July 24th through the 27th. And I know that the show doesn't have a ton of love from folks, but hearing this cast sing a Sondheim score... Any Sondheim score is probably worth the price of admission, especially when tickets start at $25. We will, of course, have more information, including the names of the ensemble members in the show, uh, over at BroadwayRadio.com and in the show notes. Next up, we got a press release that kind of felt like it was tailored especially for me and maybe Brian and Kevin from Broad Wasted and the Popcorn Project podcast, as the venerable licensing house Samuel French, which is now a division of Concord Theatrical, and Marvel Entertainment have launched a partnership around a collection of new stage plays featuring Marvel characters, quote, in relatable situations with storylines that explore relevant contemporary themes. These one-act plays are aimed at high school students and feature Marvel characters like Thor, Loki, and the two heroes that the MCU needs to introduce in Phase 4, or I'm going to be very upset with Kevin Feige, Miss Marvel and Squirrel Girl. The Miss Marvel play is by Masi Asari, and the Squirrel Girl play is by Karen Zacharias and the Thor and Loki play is by two-time, two-time Tony winner Christian Borle. It's not like I needed more reason to be in the theater in high school, but if these had been around... Back in the late 90s, I wouldn't have kept playing baseball as long as I did, and I would have gone full bore into theater much earlier. Um, And, you know, what's interesting about this to me is that with all of the billions, with a B, dollars that Marvel brings in annually from their films, I mean, a lot of their films make a billion dollars on their own, uh, but between their films and not to mention the TV shows, merchandise, the comic books themselves, etc., It's really interesting to me that they turned to the youth theater licensing scene to expand their reach. Uh, I don't know that this is something that I would have thought that they would be doing um, in their expansions, but I am here for it. And I will certainly never question Marvel's decision when it comes to making money. Speaking of making money, I like money a lot. I mean, it's better than not. So, with that in mind, let's talk about last week's Broadway grosses, as we are starting to see a slight surge in summer tourists at the box office. In total, the Broadway receipts picked up four and percent over the previous week, which is an equivalent of just under $1.5 million. Broadway did have the same amount of shows playing last week as they did the week before, but they swapped out the eight performances of Gary for the two performances of Mel Brooks in Residence. In his two performances at the Lunt fontanne the comedy icon, I mean, dwarfed the amount of money that Gary brought in the previous week, pulling in just over $583,000, which extrapolated to eight shows would be over $2.3 Even in just two performances, Mel Brooks grossed more than four plays and three musicals last week. Those bottom seven were From the Bottom Working Up, Frankie and Johnny, Hillary and Clinton in its final week, Inc., Be More Chill, Waitress, What the Constitution Means to Me, that's a little deceiving because they were over 90% of their gross potential at the very, very small haze, and Beautiful. On the other side of the story, Hamilton was up at 3,179,856 buckaroos, followed by two shows above 2 million, The Lion King at 2.4, often in second place, but the other one was a play... And not the one based on Harry Potter, it was To Kill a Mockingbird at $2,018,314. Right on the $2 million doorstep was Wicked, they'd have sold a few more premium tickets, they would have been in there, and then they were followed a few hundred thousand dollars behind by Ain't Too Proud, Aladdin, Cursed Child, Hadestown, Frozen, Durban Hansen*, Tootsie, Mean Girls, The Book of Mormon, and The Phantom of the Opera, all in seven figures. Frozen was the biggest week-over-week gainer at 313k, which makes sense since the kids are out of school, but the only other show to pick up six figures from the previous week was My Fair Lady, which I guess is because people want to see it before it closes in a few weeks. I don't think this is necessarily one that a ton of tourists and families would be coming to but if it is good for them because it's amazing and Laura Benanti is the best Uh, but also picking up steam is the ferryman which added almost 94k to have its second best week of the 2019 calendar year good for them they deserve it I hope people are loving that new cast The shows that I've officially put on Bubble Watch, King Kong, Pretty Woman, Beautiful, and Waitress didn't really do anything to move them off thin ice, and Beautiful and King Kong actually went down a bit. Neither of the other two went up a significant amount either, but not good signs for any of those. Also, keep an eye on The Share Show. That is going to do well over the summer, but it needs to do really well to keep it going for much longer than January next week we will have our first grosses for moulin rouge and i'm going to be very interested to see how that starts out some of their ticket prices are astronomical um they're only going to have two performances this week friday and saturday evenings but i i think that those two performances are going to very well be in the mel brooks territory of of over half a million dollars and just two shows so we'll be very very interesting to see what those look like next week For this next story, I'm not sure that this will help Roundabout sell any tickets and up those grosses for some of their upcoming shows, but I assume at this point we're all familiar with loyalty programs, the little things that you put in your keychain and you scan them when you are checking out at a store and you get special bonuses for continually shopping there. Well, apparently RTC is going to give it a try, but with theater tickets, you can enroll in the program for free and you will get points commensurate with the amount of money that you spend. Those points will be available to you on the day of the performance and will then be eligible to use towards free Broadway, off-Broadway, and roundabout underground productions. Obviously, those will all be at different levels. As someone who spends a lot of time mapping out, literally, the best ways to see as many shows as possible and how to spend as little money as possible on my trips to New York, I will definitely be looking into this. I actually did something like this with Roundabout um, earlier this year, maybe last year. I don't remember when I actually bought the tickets. But because I bought a ticket to see Merrily We Roll Along, they said, hey, if you buy two more, we'll give you discounts on that because you bought them as a like a sub subscription to their season. So I got tickets to see True West and Kiss Me Kate as well because of a bundling deal. So I'm definitely going to be looking up to see how RTC handles this moving forward. Next up, we do have to take a bit of an unfortunate turn because we have some sad news to share. As we learned yesterday that the Tony-nominated book writer for the beloved musical The Wiz, William F. Brown, passed away on Sunday at the age of 91. Brown began his Broadway writing career with his 1967 play The Girl in the Freudian Slip, which is a great name for a play. Um, It was actually also Bernadette Peter's second Broadway credit. Unfortunately, the show closed after just six performances. Brown also wrote the book for 1978's A Broadway Musical, which closed after 15 performances, closing actually on opening night. While his non wiz Broadway career wasn't necessarily as successful as he would have liked, he did write a ton of other shows, including many that appeared off-Broadway. He also has over 100 television writing credits, and he wrote the book and lyrics for over 100 industrial shows, films, and videos like that documentary on netflix we talked about a few months ago anyway godspeed to mr brown and everybody who loved him either personally or professionally and all the fans of the wiz so after that downer a bit we're going to finish off the show with the most exciting news of the day as on monday 54 below announced that starting next month the one the only the man who is as generous and lovely as he is, funny and talented, Robbie Rosell will be hosting his own talk show slash variety show slash game show slash curated open mic night at Broadway's Supper Club or Living Room. I can't remember what branding they're going on now. Every Tuesday night. Luke Williams will be Robbie's resident accompanist. I am so freaking excited for our friend. Uh, this is so unbelievably perfect. I, I can't tell you. The shows will be on Tuesday nights at 930. He said he's not an animal, so it won't be too late. Right now, they are just on the calendar through August 27th. But if there is any justice in this world, this will become so successful. That'll be an ongoing thing. And Robbie's going to have to schedule everything around his Tuesday nights because he's going to be at 54 below for years and years to come. You know that we will be talking talking to Robbie about this before it starts, but get your tickets now and go see our incredibly talented friend do what he was born to do. Okay, that's all the news I've got for you. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at BroadwayRadio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Ashley has promised me, swore an oath on her libretto of Sunday in the Park with George that she will be back tomorrow with oodles and oodles of stories from the JRB SJS concert so until then have a great Tuesday and we'll talk to you on Wednesday